Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And I'm always scouring the globe, looking for entrepreneurs, influencers on the cutting edge, making a difference. So today we have Stacey Bennett, and she is a certified profit first coach and she's the creator of two-day profit accelerator she's helping purpose-driven companies grow profits manage risk and make an impact so i love this idea of coaching today we're going to be talking about running a business cash flow um and business growth and strategy so with that stacy welcome thank you thank you it's good to be here yeah, I know we had connected through Podmatch, and so tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what your company does. Yeah, great. So I got my start in this world as an accountant, a bookkeeper, and I worked with a lot of small business clients, really just kind of keeping track of their data. And through the course of that journey, one of the things that was apparent was that a lot of business owners are caught in the same sort of financial spiral that a lot of individuals are, where where you're constantly kind of chasing the dollars. There's never quite enough. We're waiting for a larger influx of cash so that you can finally have some semblance of freedom. And then, you know, as always, the expenses rise to kind of meet the new level of income that you've got. And I just, I watched a lot of my clients really stuck on the same trap. And I decided that where my skills and talents were going to be most useful was going to be coaching them on how to use their money in a way that is smart and strategic. So I created my own company, the SLC Group, um, to really kind of take accounting and bookkeeping from just keeping track of what's going and on and really add on that level of like, like, let's understand your numbers, let's analyze them. And let's use them to guide a strategic plan for how you want to grow your business. So that is how I got into it. Yeah, I love that. And you know, it's that's kind of the it's kind of like a quality problem where it's, you know, you have income, you have expenses, but then it basically boils down to the rat race, you know, no different than your yeah. nine to five corporate job or whatever. Hundred percent. Right. So, a lot of a lot of and small business owners are just employees of their own company, you know, when they work way harder than they ever did in a corporate setting. Yeah. And they're way more stressed out about it because it's theirs and there's more on the line, right? So Yeah. Yeah. So how how can people go from this self-employed business model to becoming a business owner, free up more time, have more money? 
less expenses and live life? It's a great question. And it's, it's this, there's so many pieces to it, right? Like the, the time aspect, the freedom that comes from just knowing that your business is operating sustainably and efficiently. The approach that I take and the lens that I use is that your numbers can carve out the path for your financial freedom. Your today's numbers is there to tell you not only like what you can expect in the future and maybe what you need to change today if you want that future to look different. So what I rely on are systems and structures that allow you to be very intentional with your money. The model that I coach with my clients is called Profit First. I'm a certified Profit First professional. Um, it's a cash management system that was developed by a business coach and author named Mike McAllowitz. And he has trained bookkeepers, coaches, and accountants across the country and around the world on how to implement this system into people's businesses. And basically what it does is it helps you look at your numbers strategically. Even if you're not really a numbers person, you can understand that if you make $100,000 and 20% of that needs to be set aside for taxes, $20,000 needs to be moved over to a separate tax account. So you don't spend it on something that's not taxes, right? Or if you make $100,000 and you want to save it for you know, a future endeavor that you have for your business that you set aside $10,000, right? So it's very specific. It's based on percentages and it takes a lot of the guesswork out of how much can I afford to spend on these different things? Yeah. The piece that it really adds though, that makes the biggest difference for people is, and I, I found this when I was working with clients, if you ask them, what is your budget? How much money should you be spending on payroll? How much money should you be spending on overhead? A lot of people, their response is something along the lines of like, well, I don't know. Yeah, I've got a budget or, you know, I think it's this, but I'm not exactly sure. Or, well, this is what I've been doing, but it doesn't seem to be enough. So I think I need to make more money. And reality is that a lot of us guess what we should be spending kind of on gut moves. You know, if, if I've got the money in my bank account, I'm going to spend it on things. And it doesn't take into account what your actual long-term goals are. It doesn't take into account what you say you want those dollars to be channeled towards. So the Profit First system has you take away all of the money that is designated for these strategic goals that you are setting yourself and your company up for. And then what's left over is all that you have to spend on all of the other operating expenses that you run your company on. So again, mm. it just takes some of the guesswork and makes it very clear what's available for me to spend on payroll, rent, utilities, equipment upgrades, all of that. Well, what's left is what's there after you've paid the most important things in your company, which is yourself and the long-term sustainability of your company. Yeah. And so what uh, what are some um, some ballpark numbers like, you know, paying yourself, taxes, payroll, you know, all of that just to give people an idea because this is it's really interesting. Pay yourself. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It is it kind of turns the normal accounting process on its head, which is why it's, you know, so interesting and so revolutionary. But some ballpark numbers, it really goes as your company grows, there's an assumption that you're you as the owner are going to be less involved in it, right? So the percentages, the healthy, they're called target allocation percentages change as your company grows. If you are making up to $250,000 a year, the healthy target allocations that are recommended are around 50% of that for the owner, owner's pay, 15% mm -hmm. set aside for taxes, 
5% allocated for profit savings, which is basically your emergency fund, your cushion, and like your capital improvements mm -hmm. as you move forward in the company. And then the remaining 35% is what's available for your operating expenses. Mm -hmm. And then as your company gets bigger, you typically move some of the money from the owner's compensation to the operating expenses, knowing that you're probably going to be hiring more staff, taking some of the owner's work out of the company, right? So you're doing more outside of your business. And so there's some shifting as that happens. But by, by the time you're up to, you know, a million dollar company, maybe you're paying yourself 20%, you know, so $200,000. And then your profit is around 10%. Your operating expenses are closer to 50, right? So they shift and change. But in essence, I, I think the short story is that most of the time, if you are experiencing any kind of cash flow issues, the answer is you're overspending on your operating expenses and we need to dial those in. Yeah. And um it's what's what's interesting is um because uh because numbers basically it's profit and then cash flow. Profitability is different than cash flow. Right. And, and so you you have this uh thing where it's a behavior-based system where it's a system, it's not based on gut feel or what is the number in the account, but it's actually what do you mean by these behavior-based systems and why is it important? Yeah. So one of the things that happens in human psychology, it's called Parkinson's law, and it was really developed around time. If you have an hour to do a project, it'll take you an hour. If you have a week, it'll take you a week. Well, the same thing happens with money. If you have $10,000 in the bank, you'll spend $10,000. If you have $2,000, you'll spend two, right? Like we, we see ourselves operate that way. And so Profit First and the methods that I teach are really about separating your money into different buckets. So when I look at my operating expense account, if I only want to spend $10,000 of the money that came in last month, that's the only money that's in my account. It's not in the same account with my owner's pay, my tax savings, the money that's earmarked for some future development I want for my company, right? It's segmented and by itself. And the reason why that's a behavior-based system is because most of us, we don't go to our P&L to see, you know, can I, you know, have this equipment upgrade this month? That's not what we do. We open up our bank account and we say, is the money there? And so Profit First makes it really easy for you to open up your bank account and say, how much money do I have to spend in my operating expenses? Oh, I've got $10,000. Great. I can make this purchase. I don't have that in that account, then any other money that I have is earmarked for other stuff and I can't touch it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And it's basically rules. So it's like, and then the more you automate it, the, it's basically the cash and it goes into the basically um, those buckets. Um, right. You know, talking yeah. to you, go ahead. Sorry. I just want to I, I want to add something because it's a it's a pretty exciting um, new development uh, in in this world. Uh, there's a lot of technology that's coming out. Like banks are finally starting to get on board with the fact that they can create automations that make it easier for people to manage like money buckets. Right? We're seeing this come out a lot in personal finance. If you bank with Ally, for instance, they have long released um, these features where you can separate your money using different automations into different buckets. They just recently came out with a really fantastic bank. I just moved my business banking over to them. It's called Relay. Um, and they were really built around the profit first method. And they've got a lot of really great tools that have you automate. So you'd bring all your deposits into one account and then the bank 
will designate them, differentiate, transfer the money into all of your different accounts based on the percentage that you set without you having to manage it. Because the hardest part of managing Profit First for people up to now has really been, okay, well, now I've got you know, five different bank accounts and I've got to make transfers to them, you know, twice a month, which is still easier than dealing with cash flow crunches, right? Like it's still less stressful and it can be a lot of work. So having a system that really does truly automate that for you, that's where you're getting. Now I've got the financial freedom and I've got the time freedom. Mm, so, yeah. Um, you're obviously a numbers person. Um, do you find clients who aren't good with numbers struggle with following the systems you teach? Sometimes I do. And and the thing I want to say about that is that most often when I come across people that struggle with the numbers, what's really going on more than anything is a mindset about money and about numbers and about themselves that's misaligned. And this is something that I dealt with personally. For a lot of years, I saw myself as somebody who was bad with money. By the time I got out of college, I had no idea what I was doing with money. And I spent a lot of years making mistakes and really keeping my head in the sand because I didn't believe that I had the intellectual capacity and whatever. Like I was good at a lot of things, but I just wasn't good at numbers. Mm. And when I really shifted that mindset is when I not only got really excellent at managing money, but I also kind of fell in love with the process. It's It's very interesting and fun for me now. And so I typically encourage people if if I find that they're having a hard time grasping the system or they're feeling daunted or overwhelmed by the actual numbers to take a step back and address their mindset because probably that same mindset that is causing them to kind of feel overwhelmed is also going to be the mindset that keeps them from achieving the financial freedom that they want for themselves. You have to be in relationship with money if you want to cultivate the kind of financial life that is going to liberate you. You mm. have to. So yeah, so well said. So uh, yeah, this is really interesting about this uh, the profit first concept in it, and I think you're referring to that book. It's really basically yeah. the main thing I got out of it was basically create systems, pay yourself first, allocate it, make sure the money is in there so you don't see it, so whatever's left over. And but then what made you make the leap from personal finance to accounting, then to business coaching? How did, what made you do that? Yeah. Um, so the journey really started for me in personal finance and, and it came full circle by the time I got to where I am now. So I, I mentioned a couple minutes ago that I was terrible at managing my own money. What made a difference for me was discovering that there are systems that I could use, behavior-based systems, where I could make it easy for myself to make decisions about money. So for instance... I created different money buckets for my fixed expenses and my flex expenses for my savings so that I was saving for different things in different places. I had a travel fund and a, a veterinary fund and kind of all the different things. That system made it very clear. It took you know this kind of like large ball of money that I was making decisions around, like my total income and my total expenses, and narrowed it down to just, just the discretionary choices. Do I have enough money for a latte today? No. Yep, I do. Right. And my rent is still paid and my utilities because all of that is out of sight, out of mind. Right. So that is what turned my personal finances around. A few years later, I was 
I got into accounting largely because I was surrounded by entrepreneurs and they were asking me a lot of like personal finance questions. I was doing personal finance coaching at the time. And that, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you understand that you're, they're related, your business and personal finances live together. Right. And so I, I started getting a lot of questions about business finances, finance too. And so I made the leap to learn accounting and to to kind of get in immersed in that industry. And I, I worked for five years as a small business accountant, like really drinking from a fire hose and learning so much about business finance and how it all works. And that is really when I saw, wow, these guys are doing the same exact thing I was doing five years ago. You know, like and 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 so what can I do? Like what can I bring to the table that would help them break their business habit the same way I broke my personal habit. And that's when I came across Profit First for the first time. Uh, and I fell in love with it because it really was the system that got me, you know, with my financial world together and had me fall in love with money, but built for businesses. So I got certified in Profit First and I made the shift to coaching because I saw that really my passion my skill, my interests lived in that world. I could use their numbers to now help them be strategic and, and really create massive growth um, in their businesses. And I believe in doing good work in the world, right? Like that, that really what launched me into it is I see businesses as a force for good in the world. We have so much potential to impact so many people and our communities in such profoundly positive ways. And we can't do that if we're cash poor. We can't do that if we're constantly struggling for money. And what I want to do is support good businesses that are out there doing good work in the world with the tools and strategies that they need to thrive. Because if they're thriving, their communities, their families, their employees, their clients and customers, right? Like everybody is impacted by it. So that's that's really what drove me to make the leaps. Yeah, so uh, almost we could almost conclude there, but I have you know a couple more questions. Is you know would you share? You already shared a lot, but two or three tips for people who are ready to get their money game on and not sure where to start, um, and how you can help them. Yeah. Um, so the first the first thing I would say is you know address your mindset. You know, a are you somebody who like for yourself, you're not good at numbers and like you just don't understand this stuff. Because if that's the case, and that is, you know, one of the primary places that you're going to want to look because throughout the like money, to be good at managing money, you have to have a growth mindset. You have to understand that you're not going to do it perfectly. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn hard lessons. And that's all part of the process. So if you expect yourself to be perfect, and if you take the first failure as evidence that you're just not good at this, it's going to make it a whole lot harder for you to move through the kind of discomfort of learning how to manage money really strongly, right? So that's the first thing. Deal with your mindset. Secondly, I would say get curious. Get curious how, about how you're spending your money. What are you already doing? Like take all of the judgment out of it and just look. How much are you spending on eating out? How much are you spending on necessary expenses? You know, where where is the source of your financial struggle coming from? Because somewhere in your system, you're either blowing money on things that are unnecessary, or maybe you're not making enough money and you're just not factoring in your true expenses into your like salary goals, right? So somewhere in your system, something is broken. So get really curious about that and start tracking it. And then the third and the most important part of it is install some structures. 
So once you're clear about what is happening in your financial world, separate your money. Don't keep your fixed expenses and your flex or your discretionary expenses in the same account. They're like terrible roommates. One of them always takes up more of the room, ends up leaving the crap all over the place, makes too much noise, right? Give them their own spaces so that when you're out there making decisions about, you know, can I afford to spend money on this? You're not having to look at all of the money with half of it already being spoken for and calculate in your head while you're standing at the grocery store, wait, what should I be budgeting for this, right? So create some structures so that you make it easier for yourself to follow the plan that you lay out for yourself. Yeah, so very well said. Um, and um, how can people contact you, follow you, reach out to you? Yeah, thank you. Um, so you can find me. My website is uh, the slcgroup.co. That's T-H-E-S-L-C group.co. Um, one thing that I want folks to know is that I am in the process of piloting a two-day profit accelerator. So it's a really deep dive into profit-first implementing. It is going to be a high-ticket offer, but right now I'm in the process of really, I've, I've been coaching this in the 12-month format, and I want to see and experience what it's like going through it with my clients in this two-day, like really intensive program. So um, I'm, I'm accepting applications for the pilot. They can find information on that um, on my website as well. I mean, if anybody in your audience is looking to, you know, really dial in their financial world, um, then have them get in touch with me and we can talk about uh, applying for the pilot. Yeah. And uh, so let's thank Stacy for coming onto the podcast, talking about paying yourself first and um, really addressing kind of the underlying issues of cash flow problems in a business and um, for dropping all these nuggets of wisdom. Be sure to check out her social media. She's also on LinkedIn and Facebook, her website, yeah. Um, yeah. as well as her two-day profit accelerator. All these resources will be in the links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.